hear is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Dharmic Evolution. So happy you are here today. Uh, As always, if you're digging the show, go to dharmicevolution.com and you can sign up for whatever podcast platform that you enjoy the most. And uh, Spotify is a biggie. We got Overcast and Pandora and, of course, Apple Podcasts on there. So just stop by. Um, You can click right in, sign up, and the show will come to your phone every Friday morning. Exciting? Yeah, baby. Hey, we're going out to the West Coast, the left coast. And we're going to spend some time with a really incredible young man. Uh, was really happy to have him on the show. Born and raised in Pittsburgh, so he's an Easterner. So naturally, he ended up working with the Pittsburgh Steelers, helping some of the athletes with their marketing campaigns and their careers. But that wasn't enough. He had to head west. He went out to Los Angeles and hit the ground running with Robert Downey Jr. He spent some time there, but then it was time to move again. He ended up in 2019 working on the marketing campaigns for two of the biggest movies of all time, collaborating with Walt Disney Studios and Marvel Studios on their release of Avengers Endgame and Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios for their release of Spider-Man Far From Home. This is just the tip of the iceberg, ladies and gentlemen. The most compelling thing about this young man is that he inspires people. Well, you better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution from the Music City with Brad Lambert. Brad, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Thanks for coming on, man. What a... um what a colorful history you've had in your uh, young and exciting life thus far. Thank you. Uh, yeah, congratulations on all the things. And especially I wanted to commend you on your uh, mentoring of young, you know, impressionable, you know, people, young kids who are coming out of college and who are just like, you know, looking at the world with open eyes and making yourself available. I think that is Thank such you. a... Yeah, it's such a great thing to do in a, in a world where we are filled and surrounded with people who are constantly grasping for, you know, the next thing and the next achievement and to take yeah. time out to do that is uh, something near and dear to my heart. And I just so appreciate that. So um, I wanted to just I thank you, that. Thank yeah, you so much. on behalf of all of those who you've helped. So that's really fantastic. Um, great website, by the way. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, it's a combination of what I just described plus... Um, you know, a, a flash of Hollywood is a little, there's a lot of exciting things going on there, the film and everything. So, um, so just to start off, um, looking at what you've done and it seems like you started off with professional, uh, sports. That was kind of yes. your thing first. So can we start there and just give us, um, sure. you know, give us the, the trail of how did you get into that? Um, you know, like at such an early time and then how did that manifested all the other things that you're doing? Sure. Uh, from a very early age, man, I've been a passion-driven guy. So I wanted to work and be around the things I'm passionate about. Um, it's pretty straightforward approach, certainly not an easy one. But uh, I didn't want to spend my life uh, doing things and living around things that I that did make me happy. You yeah. know, So I am a very simple guy. I love sports. And then the other side of that is the film and entertainment side. 
So I initially went in very early. I started around junior, senior year of high school. Uh, I got involved with a lot of professional athletes. I'm from Pittsburgh, so a lot of those guys were Pittsburgh Steelers. And whatever I could do adding value to them in their lives and their business, that's what I did. So it, it ranged from social media help, marketing help, PR help, uh, business in general. Um, I was just kind of a do-everything guy for, for those athletes and, and help build and establish their brands, get them opportunities to make money, build their brands, uh, get exposure. Um, you know, At that time, social media was kind of ramping up. Uh, so a lot of those guys didn't understand, one, how to do it, and two, they didn't see the value in it. So it was an opportunity for me, being a kid in high school, to kind of step up and be like, oh, I know all about this stuff. Um, you know, let me see how I can help you. So, um, but just, just the opportunity to be around those guys and, you know, players who I rooted for on Sundays and, and cheered for. And uh, those guys brought me a lot of happiness, um, you know, watching them play, win or lose. It was always filled me up with joy and happiness and I'm grateful for those guys. So it was my opportunity to kind of return the favor and have them be a bigger part of my life. Yeah. Exciting. I mean, anybody who's around this, the professional sports, especially the Steelers, I mean, what a legacy, yeah. you know, that they have and the history of that team. And, you know, going back to, as a little kid watching, you know, um, Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, all of the greats that were on yep. that. And then it kind of kept rolling, you know, and had, they had their, their tough years, like all teams do, sure. you know, when they have a dynasty like that, you just can't keep it going. So when you got there, like, what was the most eye-opening thing that you found when you got there? Like, was there something that was so unscripted and so surprising to you when you got there like like what was the greatest moment when you first got there, like the first week that surprised you about the whole scene well just to clarify i didn't specifically work for the steelers okay i was independent oh so gotcha. i worked okay. a, yeah i worked a lot with the athletes directly right um so for me it was just kind of seeing the other side of them right, right. you see them on sundays and then to be able to know them on a personal level, know their families on a personal level, understand that they're most of them are just kids and young adults like us. Yeah. And they just want to go home and play video games and watch movies and hang out with their friends. And it's their job. It's not who they are. Yeah. So that was really cool to kind of connect with them on the other other side of things and you know actually play madden with them and call of duty and then go to the movies and just hang out you know yeah um, that was that was really cool to see them as who they really are and and that goes a long way so when you got in there as um as somebody who's peddling his wares as a marketer um, who was the first client that you uh, that you signed up, and and what were the circumstances like leading up to that first, like that first sale, if you will? It's like I got somebody, and I'm do I'm working for this person. Yeah, I mean it it ranged. Uh, I did a lot of work with Willie Parker, uh, the two times okay. Super Bowl champion running back. I did a lot of work with Lawrence Timmons, who was a, a Super Bowl champion himself. Uh, really talented linebacker. I actually worked with Lynn Swan, which was a, a dream, obviously. Yeah, right. Um, so it was, um, it was a business, but it also wasn't in a way for me because I did a lot of work for guys that I didn't get paid for. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And it wasn't uh, always about business for me. It was right. if I could add value any way, shape, or form, 
that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to cloud it with exchange of money or making it business first and stuff like that. Because to be honest, my success has come from building those genuine relationships with others and having a foundation before we transition into the money side of things. Right. So you had and, a runway situation. You do Huh? You it was kind of a runway for you to to get things to get things going. Yeah, I yeah. I, I was I, I had a choice in a right. lot of ways of if I wanted to make this all business, what I did with some guys and other guys it wasn't. It was you know kind of a fluctuating situation where depended on what the project or a thing we did together was, you know we would get compensation and stuff like that. But what I want to stress to listeners is is to take the strategic approach. And understand that once you go that route of making it business, that is what is first and foremost, especially when you don't have a foundation for the relationship, right? Right. So if you have a, a prior relationship with someone of 5, 10, 15 years, they know you and they know who you are. You have a foundation for that, that relationship. Right. But if you enter, hi, I'm Brad, pay me to do this, you know, there's not a whole lot of trust there because you don't know them. Right. And then that's how they see you. You want me for this opportunity. I'm going to give you money. And it, it, it changes everything. It's yeah. just the reality of it. Once you make it business, especially if you don't have a foundation prior to that, right. it makes it it makes it difficult. So yeah. um, at that point, I wanted to really establish myself with a lot of these guys. So by, by all means, there was definitely business happening. Uh, I, I was able to generate income for myself very early on, which was awesome, kind of self-employed, entrepreneur-esque, uh, which was great. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was it was very strategic in a way that the relationship aspect of my business, even to this day, is the most important aspect of, of anything. So that, that spills over to your reputation, that spills over to your track record. Um, so I want to stress that point of like, you know, money is important. You got to pay your bills, but also these relationships that you craft and create and and keep up with and mend. Um, it's like watering a plant. You know, yeah. you got to You got to keep it alive. So when you were ha when you were having these uh, strategic relationships with these uh, professional players who were just seen in front of millions of people each week, yeah. did you find that um, it was kind of helping you? like craft your future? Like, did you get ideas from these guys just out of the blue? Of just, yeah. So, of so, course. Yeah. So did you have a predetermined, like, script for what your business was going to be, or did you feel like you were being led? Like, No, no. It, it was literally, I, <laughs> my mom always used to call me the jack of all trades, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to mom. Um, <laughs> but it was entering into any situation, I always jump on the phone, what do you need? What area of your life is lacking? What are some things you're being faced with from an adversity standpoint? How can I help? I may have prior ideas before jumping on that call, but if my ideas don't match with your needs, that's irrelevant. So right. I like hearing it directly from the person, the company, the business immediately, because then I can craft the specific response, the strategic response that will be most effective, right? right. So yes, I, I did enter some of these business conversations with ideas, but other times it was, what do you need? How can I help you? 
Oh, you need help with social media. Great. You need help shooting content for your brands. Awesome. You know, it, it it's customized to that person because not everybody has the same problems. So for me, being a, a, a young high school, uh, early uh, college student, that was my, my path, which was like I was very um, – forward thinking and, and ways I could add value and help these guys build their brands and these companies build their brands. But at the same time, I was very open and understanding that they may have specific needs that I haven't thought about. And then once I hear them, then I can quickly jump on it and make that a priority moving forward. Right. So then moving on to LA, here I come. And then that's when you became the dream whisperer, right? <laughs> <laughs> When I, when I was reading your bio, I said, this guy's a dream whisperer. This is awesome. You know, what you do is just fantastic. Thank you. Man. So you, when you got the idea that, you know, L.A. was something, because you said you were already interested in film and TV and entertainment and in those particular media areas. One um, of my first jobs was at a movie theater in high school. Oh, was so it? Okay. So I, I fell in love with all the different genres of film, just that whole experience of going to the movies. And I didn't know how. I knew I wasn't going to be an actor, although I'll never like say that door shut. You know, if someone approaches me for something specific, yeah. but that that was never the goal. I I never wanted to be an actor. Um, I always saw myself on the business side of uh, of things. So whether yeah. that be marketing, producing, you know, on that side, and and that's kind of how I looked at that. I just want to clarify because a lot of people have the I want an I want to be a famous actor and stuff, and that that's not ever where my head was at yeah was there um was it impulsive when you left what you were doing with the professional sports it was it just like that happened really fast like and all of a sudden you just said it's time to go to yeah. LA. yeah yeah okay immediately i mean i was very lucky and grateful to have an opportunity to go work with robert downey jr and his incredible team in, in la and i literally dropped everything and moved to Los Angeles, uh, yeah. for that opportunity. You didn't have to ask me twice. There was zero hesitation. Um, being a huge Marvel fan, as you can see, um, that, uh, was a, a professional and actor that I really admired, uh, throughout his entire career, uh, especially from a personal standpoint, how he overcame his adversity and his demons, so to speak. And, uh, just one of the hardest working guys I've ever met. And, uh, my t my time with him and his team is something I'll never forget, and I'm forever grateful for. Yeah, how did that come to be? Was that was something published? They were looking for someone, or did, how did you? No, end the, you no, know, just... it, it it you know, life is all about who you know, right? Yeah, and right. and you come in situations where opportunities just present themselves. And yeah. um, one of my closest friends to this day, I met six seven years ago. We connected, and and we've just built a beautiful relationship a friendship and he's like my brother and he was he opened a door for me and uh we we talked about kind of where i wanted to go with my career and my life and what value i brought to the table and what my experience was and it it meshed well with an opportunity out here and it it was very storybook honestly it was yeah. something that if if it were to uh happen again I don't know if it would the way it did because everything was just literally like someone wrote a movie script of just how everything unfolded and how, you know, it was just, it was magical in a way. I mean, I, I've never had um, 
too many experiences in my life where I was like, this was meant to be, Yeah. but how everything happened and, and it, it's still to this day, I, I call him and text him all the time. Just thank you, you know, cause he, he changed my life. You, you, you mentioned earlier about me, uh, helping others and, and impacting the next generation, which is very important to me, but that's all it takes is someone to crack a door for you to, you know, have the opportunity to potentially change your life. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. And throughout my entire life from friends to family, to acquaintances, to coworkers, I mean, no one gets anywhere by themselves and I certainly wouldn't be out here if it wasn't for him. So I'm forever grateful for him and I love him to death. Wow. Awesome. You know, and he's just a, a spectacular actor. He's just one of a kind, you know, the roles he's done. Uh, yeah. Can you share some of the um, some of the experiences of any of the projects? Like, what did you work on that was like, you know, just some... The, the opportunity itself was fantastic for me because it was my shotgun intro to Hollywood. Yeah. It was my, my intro to that business. I had extensive business experience in the sports industry, but that did not 100% translate over to Hollywood. It's yeah. just, it, you know, people go to film school and, you know, high level uh, colleges and universities for this stuff. And I had a very extensive business marketing background, um, but I did not have the, the usual go to USC, graduate film school, that kind of route. So for me, I, I learned from the, the ground up, you know, from uh, a production company, uh, standpoint to work on script coverage, script analysis, reading scripts for pilots and films and s stuff like that, which was a was a shocker because I had not read a film script until I came out here. You know, those aren't just lying around. You may see them on online leaked years after films come out, but like uh, a fresh new one that literally was the recent draft from a high level writer you know it it was it was awesome being a film lover and a, a lover of just entertainment in general to to have these opportunities to read these scripts and then see them actually get made years later and look back and be like wow i read that that script yeah um so doing coverage doing research uh tapping into the kind of creative process of how projects come together um how you build them from the inside out and, and just being around everybody in and around Robert's team, um, the hardest working, the smartest, the most talented, it was a great atmosphere. And, and I, I learned a lot. I mean, it was, I, I did whatever I could to add value to what they were doing. Um, but, but, uh, from the learning standpoint, it was a shock and intro to the business and, uh, it, it really, set me up for where I am today and I'm still growing. So, um, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, just like you said, to be around that level of, to see that machine, the way it works, you know, it's a, you're talking That's high it. level, you know, you don't get any higher level than that, you know? And I've, I've always said off of your machine references, I, I always try to understand how each piece of the machine works. Because if you can understand each individual piece, then you get a greater understanding of the entire machine as a whole. Um, so for me, I, I always put myself in situations where I'm not comfortable or I, I don't have the necessary experience or it's something I haven't done before. So I can understand as many areas of this giant machine as possible. Right. Um, 
and that's something I'll, I'll stress to the, the listeners is to challenge yourself. You know, if, if things are easy, it's time to put your focus into a, a different area so you can grow and get better because um, I'm constantly doing that. I, I never say no to an opportunity, even if it's something that I'm not super familiar with. I'll always be like, yeah, give me a few days and I'll get back to you. You know, yeah, let me do right. my research, let me grow. And if ultimately it's not something I genuinely believe I could do, then I'm going to put you in touch with somebody else I know who might be a better fit. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's, it's a, it's a constant learning process and, um, being complacent isn't going to get you anywhere. So I'm trying to constantly grow and evolve and, um, you know, out here it's, it's a different challenge each and every day. Where did you get, um, I love your mantra, by the way, lead with kindness. You know, I, Thank you. we have similarities in, in some of this. Um, but where did that come from, the, the, the shaping of your personality and, and the kindness in your heart? Is that something that you got from your parents or, or for school? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, my, my mother is a literal angel. I mean, she's just the sweetest. She would give you the clothes off her back. I mean, she just from from the get she just always you know would express her love in a very outgoing way whether it was notes in my lunches growing up you know have an awesome day love mom like just yeah. the simplest little gestures to to let us know me and my sister know that she loved us and and appreciated us and was proud of us and that's something that stuck with me for the longest time and I think that's one of my love languages as well is, yeah. is outwardly professing my, my love for someone or something, my support for someone or something, um, giving gifts, surprises, like that's just how I was raised. Um, you know, if you can do something nice for somebody else, you just do it. It doesn't have to be a grand gesture. Um, it could be something as simple as sending a text saying, uh, you're beautiful, you're talented, you're smart, and I hope you have an amazing day. Like, for no freaking reason other than just saying that. Um, because in today's day and age, there's a lot of fear, a lot of negativity. Um, we're not together as we, we were in the past. Uh, it's very separated and, and divided. And uh, I think if we all stuck together and supported one another and lifted each other up instead of tearing each other down, the world would be a much better place. Um, so that's something that I'm trying to uh, take on and, and instill in the next generation of, yes, business and life is competitive, but that does not mean you have to tear others down or cut corners and stab people in the back and, and just be negative. We can all win. And, and yeah. the collaborative um, nature of this business and in general, I think if you take that approach, you're going to go really, really far. Um, because once again, you rise by lifting others. Uh, that's what collaboration is. And I, I think if more people took that approach, um, they would not only, uh, achieve more, but also achieve more, uh, success and happiness for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I was sharing that with somebody recently and I said, and the conversation got a little bit into politics and I kind of stay away from that because I say, I want to, you know, my thing is just what you described. If you just do a small thing for somebody each day, 
that's all you have to do. It's like I can't yeah. control that big world out there, but I can control no. my tiny little world right here. Exactly. And hopefully it it rubs off on people, you know. Exactly. And by by no means is my life perfect. I'm very grateful for everything that I have and have experienced, but it's very difficult. It's very stressful nonstop. I mean, I, I'm I'm my dad was gray around 35. I'm already gray, so it's <laughs> it's catching up to me, but um, my whole thing is, is I am happy yeah. and I can say that without hesitation. And that's due to the fact that I express love and support for others and try to bring happiness to others, which also brings happiness to yourself. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that they want, what about me? Yeah. Well, make someone else happy and I guarantee you, you'll be happy. That's yeah. a promise. Amen, brother. Well, well said. Um, how are you making out with the whole COVID thing? I mean, you know, it, you're it in is, LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just we're, we're just, day like 120 of quarantine, um, and it's just uh, there's everything's closed. Yeah. We've been in the house. Right. Uh, I walk my dog around my apartment, but for the most part, that's been our life for the last 100 some days. Right. And uh, the business itself. Uh, Hollywood, the entertainment industry, everything has changed. Yeah. So it's it's been a very scrappy kind of mentality to identify opportunities to kind of take advantage of, um, to maintain business and progress. Uh, like myself personally, I'm doing a lot more interviews now because I yeah. have more time. <clears throat> so I'm, once again, thank you for having me on here. Oh, yeah. But, it's a pleasure. Um, it, it's been awesome to kind of tap into this world a little bit more focus on putting out good content and good messages and positivity inspiration you know if i can say or do anything that helps someone in a positive way i'm gonna do it you know so yeah. like i hope one of your listeners walks away with this and is happy and, and inspired in some way shape or form um but you know for me it's just been a constant you know my usual routine is no longer my routine it can't it, it's impossible right. so what else can i do to move the needle, to progress, to move forward. So that's been my kind of mentality each and every day, trying to um, shake some trees and, and think of different ways to move projects along. So a lot of my stuff is, is now in development mode where I'm working on multiple film and TV projects, trying to get that off the ground and get those in the best possible situation. So when the, the COVID regulations get lifted and we're able to get back to normal, then, you know, we're ready to go. Yeah. So that's a lot of development work and just, uh, I'm doing a lot of personal work on myself, uh, my brand, I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm <laughs> watching Ted talks, uh, anything that I can do to just elevate myself. Uh, that's, I want to walk away from this entire situation better than I was when I entered. Um, so that's my focus each and every day is just trying to maintain my sanity and my happiness, which is difficult during times like this. But um, there's always something to be happy about. So I try to really focus on those things and things that I can control and the rest will kind of take care of itself. Yeah, that's it's really just very wise to uh, it's just wise counsel because a lot of people like you said, are so frustrated and they just, you know, everybody I think has that knee jerk. I'm looking for what I know, which is the routine, the yeah. habits, you know, but 
a lot of us don't know to look inwardly to say, you know, a lot of those times when I spent all those years on that job, I would always be saying, man, if I only had this eight hours every day to do what I wanted to do, I want to create yeah. my own life, a different life. Well, now's the chance, you know, you have that. And, and a lot of people just forget, oh, you know, I forgot about those dreams because now I'm so focused on the problem. 100%. But, uh, but yeah. And also, can... you know, I had a conversation the other day with a friend and we were just talking about like things we want to do now with this extra time. You know, what the next phase of our career looks like, you know, how we want to evolve and maybe try something new, a, a different section of the industry and try to tap into that. Like I'm working on a book right now. Never thought that would happen, but I'm, I'm really putting the pieces together for that. Um, but my, my advice to her and just in general was just start. Yeah. Start. Right. Nobody's asking you to complete this today. No one's asking you to finish it today just start baby yeah. steps little wins add up to big results yeah so for us it was like all right cool so like you know this book i have no idea what i'm doing i'm not a a trained author you know <laughs> but i am figuring it out you yeah. know so it, it's a constant you know reading articles reading books watching videos we have all the tools necessary it's just we psych ourselves out so much uh, with big goals or big dreams or whatever. And it was funny, I was watching a TED Talk yesterday about this man, a genius guy, talking about how he is a leading expert on solving big problems and big goals. Yeah. And what he talked about is breaking it down to baby steps and how he eventually accomplishes each and every one. Yeah. But that's what a lot of people don't realize is like, how do I accomplish this massive unattainable thing yeah. when it's like, I, I genuinely believe we can do and achieve whatever we set our minds to within reason, obviously. But if you do the work and you put the time in, why, why can't you, you know, yeah. um, as much as I want to fly, that's not going to happen. Right? right. So that, that's, <laughs> that's something that's not attainable, yeah. but also, you know, if I want to produce a feature film, why can't I do that? Sure. I've done that. Yeah. I, the, that story is hilarious because literally it was like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And I did. And I helped raise $3 million to do a film like three or four years ago. And I got a producer credit because that's one of the jobs that a producer does. So that was my first taste of producing films, but I had no idea what I was doing. Right. You, you don't know how to do something until you actually do it. Yeah. Right. Right. So when you like walking, you didn't know how to walk. Right. But you figured it out. You fell, you got back up, you took another step, you fell again. And it's a constant learning experience. So like when people tell me, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm literally like, why? Tell me why. Oh, well, this and that. And that. why you're not telling me why you can't do this. You're, you're, you're talking obstacles, which are always going to be in the way, but you're not saying and giving legit reasons why you can't do this. Yeah. You know, on my call the other day, I literally was like, you have everything you need to do what you want to do. Just start. Yeah. You're so talented. You have the experience. You have the necessary relationships to potentially open doors for yourself. Just start. Amen, brother. Hey, a good time to pivot into your uh, into your movie production uh, career. So when when you finish with um, 
uh, with, um, I'm going to call him Tony. It's because you mentioned <laughs> flying. Stark. Yeah, you mentioned flying, yeah. and I immediately saw him flying up in the air. <laughs> yeah. So when you finished with Robert Downey, it, was it was it that you felt like you came to the end and you were ready for something new, or how did that? No, you know, I mean that that group was so helpful for me, just kind of guiding and navigating through this industry. And they suggested that I go get either agency experience or studio experience. Okay. So I went the studio route and went to Warner Brothers. Right. And, and I ended up working over there for about two years and managing their digital marketing campaigns. So I took, you know, my marketing and business background and then applied it to what I learned with Downey and his team and then took it to Warner Brothers. Okay. Um, and learned that studio business and that atmosphere and that environment and learned a lot, um, achieved a lot. It was a, a great time. I loved my time there. I loved my job there, um, you know, working on films that I, I couldn't wait to hit theaters so I could, you know, enjoy them to actually be on the inside and be a part of that whole process, help market those films um, was was a blast and, you know, highly recommended for anyone who wants to get into that space. Um, and then after I left Warner Brothers, I wanted to get back to my roots. I'm at my happiest when I'm independent. Yeah. That's, I, I am wired as an entrepreneur. Um, I can do the nine to five, but I am miserable. Yeah, I um, hear you. I'm the same it's just way. Not, yeah. It's just not something that I, I am comfortable in. I need to be working all hours of the day, yeah. I, uh, Monday through Sunday. Like I need to just constantly be going. I, I don't really sit around and, and you know, I, I can't. I have to be moving. I have to be growing. I have to be progressing. So when I left Warner Brothers, I wanted to dive into my own stuff. I, I kind of found myself there. I realized that when I was juggling these massive budgets and, and kind of producing content for these campaigns uh, with partners that I was a producer and, yeah. and I was very good at negotiating and, and doing that side of the business, uh, handling the money and getting the best deals and just getting things done, which that is the job of a producer. No matter what the task is, get it done. Yeah. So that's you know where I kind of found myself like, okay, moving forward, I'm going to kind of get deeper and deeper into the producing space, whether that's film, TV, music videos, documentaries, events. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just like getting stuff done. Um, so I, I went that route and I also have always been around athletes and celebrities and public figures and kind of served as a business manager of sorts for a lot of those people. So talent managing out here is way different. Um, and, and the net is much wider. So I, I can work with influencers. I can work with artists. I can work with athletes. I can work with entertainers. Um, so it's fun to be able to kind of juggle all these really unique, talented people and help them achieve their goals and, and be someone that they can rely on and, and who genuinely has their back and will do whatever like whatever I can to ensure their success and their happiness. Um, and that comes from making sure they're compensated fairly to making sure they're making the right decisions. They're handling themselves and their brand and reputation. Well, like, look, I don't think you should do this because it's going to reflect poorly on you. Right. You're essentially like a coach and you're a counselor in a way of guiding them into good decisions and, and just, 
making them a better person overall to the best of your ability, both personally and professionally. Um, and that's something that I've been really grateful for. I love seeing people succeed. I love seeing people achieve their goals um, and grow. And uh, that's been something I really enjoy. And then the speaking side of things is, you know, I clearly have a gift for gab. So uh, it's been something that I've really doubled down on and um, trying to tell my story. You know, I, I'm not trying to be uh, an established Tony Robbins. I, I'm not right. trying to do that. I'm trying to be me in my space, which is entertainment, uh, Hollywood, and targeting the 16 to 40 demo. Um, right. The young professionals. That's that's my world right there. I I want to impact. I want to help that generation, that demographic, because those are people just like me, still trying to figure things out and and find their way and and establish themselves. So I'm not here to tell you how to make a billion dollars, like you know Tony Robbins and people like that. God bless right. them. But I'm here to say or do anything that can move your career, your personal life along in the best way possible. I'd like to think that, you know, the stuff I talk about, you know, isn't going to guarantee you billions of dollars, but it will put you in the best possible situation to be successful. Um, one of the best compliments I've ever received was from my best friend after speaking at North Carolina State University. He came up to me uh, backstage and was like, you're not up there making millionaires. He's like, you're up there making better people. Yeah. And that, to me was the best compliment ever because if we can create better people in general, the world will be a much better place. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I'm trying to approach things. Life isn't easy. It's extremely hard. It's extremely difficult, but that doesn't mean you are loud and should be an asshole. Right. So, you know, my whole thing is trying to let people know that, yeah, you're going to come across bad people. That's just the reality of it. But don't let that change who you are to your core of being a good person who's always trying to help others and lead with kindness and positivity. Um, because at the end of the day, sooner or later, people are going to realize that that is the truest form of happiness and also the best possible scenario for true and real success. Tell me a little bit about, um, Brad, your um, personal habits, work habits, um, who you studied, if anybody, for this particular thing. I'm, I'm kind of a fan of like, you know, asking people about, you know, how they get their things done. Because we have some similarities and that we both carry a lot of things that we do. Um, sure. And, and they all seem so precious. You know, each, each thing that you do is, is really yeah. important to you. So you don't want to drop anything. But it also puts a, a tremendous amount of pressure on, Man, am I am I spending too much time on this and not enough on yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> and I've got the huge, you know, big vision board, and I'm at it every day, you know, adding 100%. like columns and columns. And like, are you a early riser? Like, like, what are your habits daily for how you get up for all the different things? I mean, do? each and every day is different, and that's okay. what's exciting about it. I'm, I'd like to think I'm organized, and I have my kind of daily items together. You know, my calendar. You know, my my boards, as you just referenced. Um, but it, it's a constant, how can I win today? Yeah. What can I do today that will move the needle for, for progress in general? So I, I don't, I can't get complacent. I'm never complacent. I'm frankly not satisfied, um, ever. So I'm constantly trying to grow and get better and achieve more, um, because I feel like complacency and satisfaction 
is a is a just you're dead in the water yeah. the, the second you get complacent. So um, there are way more talented, way more successful people out here. It's one of the most difficult industries on the planet. Yeah. So when you understand that, you really can't get complacent. So for me, I I I sleep a decent amount. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's the the recommended amount, <laughs> but uh, I get up, I I work out, I'm constantly listening to podcasts or reading books or watching TED talks and videos on YouTube to to grow, um, and I'm constantly on the phone typing emails. I'm just moving all hours of the day, yeah, um, because I, I'm constantly juggling either projects or people or uh, point of contacts. It's just trying to make sure that everything's getting done and everybody feels loved, seen, and heard. Um, so that in itself is is really um, important, um, especially as as a manager to not just be around when it's time to cut the check. You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's a constant you know calling. Hey, how are you? Oh, good man, working on this project. No, 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 no. How are you right now, personally? Yeah. Oh man, not not great. You know, going through a bad relationship breakup and da 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 da. Okay, let's talk about it. You know, not a lot of people do that because it's they're too busy. You know, and all that stuff. And I understand that, but I make it a point for myself to really dive in and have a personal relationship with my clients. Um, some people are more open than others, and that's fine. Um, but I try to let them know, regardless, that I'm there for them. Uh, whenever, however, whatever they need that they can pick up the phone and call me at all times. And if for whatever reason I can't answer, I'll call them back. Uh, like right now, my friend Indy Cowie is calling me in. Sorry, I, I can't answer right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, but for me, it's, it's really important to just make sure you're winning each and every day, not to look at the, the big, big, have the big picture in mind, but don't stress about, I need to get this done today. Yeah. It's it's how can I win each and every day because that's how you get consistent progress and consistent success. Um, and then as far as who I look at, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to call people like Gary V and, and AJ Vaynerchuk and Lewis Howes and Tom Villieu and Jim Quick and those guys' friends, uh, which it, it's still uh, pretty baffling to me. But I, I want to surround myself with people who I admire and who inspire me. That's fantastic, um, yeah. And, and that for me is like, that's the best way to get better and yeah. grow. Um, so, you know, they say that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So I, I, I'm very happy with and grateful for who I can kind of call a friend and surround myself with. So that's something, you know, uh, Scooter Braun is a guy I have not connected directly to yet. Um, I'd like to think that's imminent uh, probably sooner rather than later if, if COVID wasn't around but i've always respected him and his hustle uh both on and off the field if you will um just uh we've had similar paths you know from the college level to now and uh just a guy thoroughly respect and admire so i'm constantly looking at kind of what he's doing and how he's doing it um as well as what gary's doing and i'm constantly just trying to reaching out i sent out an email today like hey i saw this announcement how can i help how can I be of service? Yeah. Um, because you never know until you ask. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. So that's my my mentality. I'm always gonna extend uh, my my hand as a uh, offer for assistance or help or service. 
um, instead of asking for things. Um, cause once you establish that relationship, um, you're, you're, you will be in a good spot to, to get stuff in return, but that should never, ever be your priority first and foremost, cause it won't, you won't get it. You just won't, especially with high level, busy, successful people like that. You have to prove yourself and you have to show that you're reliable and you actually get shit done and, and you're professional and respectable and all those things. But if you lead with what can you do for me, they're going to show you the door immediately. Um, most of the world is far too often is wired that way though. That's why, you know, that's why uh, you're an unusual, um, person because like when you said before just earlier you had mentioned um you know when you have an interaction with somebody you call them up and you go how are you it's we're we're wired to start reporting uh-huh. like i want to tell you all about my business and we're doing great and it's and like you said no 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 that's a, so i think i think people don't they forgot to, how to have conversations like real meaningful conversations somewhere 100%. along the line we lost that art and um you know i'm you know, I prefer talking. Texting is a very convenient thing. It's very, very valuable. Sure. But there's nothing like picking up on the audible in somebody's voice. Now, being a musician, I'm very sensitive to that. And I, I pick up yeah. on vibe. And, and we all have that ability. But we're, we're kind of losing it, you know. Yeah. And just we don't answer phones anymore. You know, that's because of the telemarketers. What are you going to do? <laughs> For me... That's something I really talk about a lot when I speak at universities or events. Um, I spoke in Sao Paulo, Brazil in December, which was just a dream. Yeah, congratulations um, on that. I saw that. Thank you. Yeah. No, that was uh, a huge entertainment workshop down there. Uh, with uh, It was run by a, a, one of the biggest actors in South America uh, named Duda Nagle. Uh, shout out to him. Great, great guy, talented guy, super hardworking. Um, so he put the whole thing together. It was a bunch of professionals uh, in and around South America. They all came down for this event. And uh, Bobby Holland Hanton, who's the world-renowned stuntman for Chris Hemsworth and several others. He's been Thor, Captain America, Batman. Like, the guy's a legend. Wow. Um, I'm grateful to call him a friend. And I actually manage him. So uh, nice. it's been a fun little journey for him. But he was featured there. So he spoke. He did a tremendous job. And I was grateful to, to take the stage after him and, and have my piece as well. But in general, for me, it's it's talking about building genuine relationships with other people. And the key word there is genuine. Um, and that's not, oh, I'm going to be friends with this person for three weeks to get what I want and then I'm out. But if I don't get it in three weeks, I'm definitely out. Yeah. You know, um, It's actually building genuine relationships with people, which means you actually give a shit genuinely about them and their yeah. lives and their well-being and so on and so forth um and and how that translates to success in both your personal life and business and that's something that's completely lost in this generation we're talking about um is people don't understand to have conversations meaningful conversations uh communication is just terrible just in general um and people look at um, networking, I, I used to say that word all the time when I was a kid, yeah. all the time, uh, but I hate it now. Yeah. Uh, it, it has a, a big ulterior motives and it just sounds shady. Um, so you heard me mention earlier, I never said like contacts or anything. It's always relationships, yeah. relationships, relationships. So like networking is like collecting Pokemon cards. Like that's how yeah. they look at people now where it's like, oh, I, I've acquired you now. So now I'll just chime in and, and have those very top level boring discussions. Oh, how's business? And blah, blah, blah. Let's right. work together. Um, you have to just, 
if, if you want genuine relationships with people, you have to genuinely care. And that comes from a lot of effort and time being put into these things where you're literally calling and texting and saying, how's it going? Happy birthday. Happy Thanksgiving. Like, literally, like for whatever reason, just reach out with no plan in mind other than showing genuine love and appreciation for someone. Yeah. <laughs> and people will be like, is that it? I'm like, yeah, I just called to say hello. Yeah. Oh, cool. Have a great day. It's like, <laughs> and you will stand out because nobody's doing that right now. Yeah. Most calls are like, hey, how's it going? What do you want? <laughs> like Very that true. was one of the wildest experiences I've had. When I first moved out here, I sat down with this really talented director. And uh, I just wanted to connect with him because I admired his work and what he's accomplished in his career. And he was a good guy and we've gone back and forth on social media and, and I sat down with him and just casually talking over coffee and he was like, so what do you want? How can I help you? And I literally was like, whoa, like that's not why I'm doing this. Like I, I just wanted to like build a relationship and get to know you and just chat. And he was kind of taken aback that I didn't want something. Yeah. And I was taken aback because he thought I wanted something. Right. You know, so it was just a jarring, but that's most people's mentality now where it's like, if you reach out to me or you message me, you must want something. Yeah. So I, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm not from Los Angeles. I come from a blue collar town. So when I came out here, I genuinely wanted to build relationships with people. I wanted to learn and, and grow with people. So with him, it was no different. And it was kind of like a whoa moment where he was like, what do you want? How can I help you? And yeah. I was just like, look, I'm not even prepared to answer this question because that wasn't my focus for this meeting. Yeah. So it, it, it it's that right there shows you kind of how the world is wired, like you mentioned earlier, where it's like people aren't expecting to have genuine connections with people because the world has evolved into a what can you do for me mentality mindset for a lot of people. And it's just sad. It, it's sad. It really is. It really is because you're you're missing out on on the uh, the gems that are out there. Like you know, somebody can do so much for you if you uh, you know if you peel back the you know the layers and yeah. you know give it a chance and see what see what's in there. You know. Yeah, and and I I had a call yesterday with one of my dear friends, and she was like, "Hey, if you're down, I can connect you to so and so." I'm like, "I'm down to connect and talk to anybody." Yeah anybody set it up sure. like I, i'm i'm open because you never know you never know how the conversation's gonna go you never know what, what kind of vibe you're gonna get with the person you just don't know until you actually try it so right. i'm open to jump on calls because that call could reveal my new best friend you know it, it, it could reveal uh, a, a business partner it could reveal a mentor you just don't know so i'm gonna take the call every single time yeah fantastic um, listen, as we're, we're starting to wind down here, uh, Brad, is there anything in particular that the Dharmic Evolution can put out there for you? Um, hey, by the way, the book, do you have the title yet? No, that's, that's all under wraps right now. Okay. Um, right. But I will tell you, it, it's based around my subject, which is building genuine relationships awesome. and how that translates to it. success in both your personal life and business. So that, yeah. it'll, I want it to be very digestible. I don't want it to be an intimidating book. That's like this wide, like I really want it to be a very snackable, quick, holy crap. I didn't even think of it like that. Now I know moving on that kind of book. So it, it it's going to be 
quick and to the point, some good stories, some good feedback and insight. It's for that 16 to 40, 17 to 40 demo. Um, and just trying to impact that next generation. I hope to take it to colleges and, and different groups like that and, and speak on it and have copies for the students and young professionals. And I hope it impacts them in a positive way. Excellent. Looking forward to that, man. Thank um, you, man. well, listen, it's, it's, uh, I really, really appreciate you taking time, uh, Thank to you. come on the Dharmic evolution and, uh, Really enjoyed talking to you, and it's so good to have somebody on this planet that is uh, really doing something genuine for others, and we need Thank more you. people like you for sure. That's so. that's the goal, man, and, and that's the thing. We all can do that. We just choose not to or believe we're not big enough to make a difference, and that's also incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, I just want to wish all of uh, God's blessing on you, your mom, you. your family, and, uh, and your you. businesses. Yeah, man. So uh, You as well. We'll be in touch soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, and I appreciate uh, the listeners, and I hope you were able to take something away from this in a positive way. I hope you guys enjoyed this visit with Brad Lambert. He is the official and first dream whisperer on the Dharmic Evolution. Hey, go over to dharmicevolution.com or the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, and let's all stay connected. I was connected, everybody knew.